Hey you, I just want to tell you that there's going to be times in life where we're dealt cards that are just simply unfair. We will face pain and adversity and hardship that none of us asked for. Some cards are going to be tougher than others, and they're going to send us into situations that are unbearable. We will be faced with what seems impossible, but thankfully God can turn the impossible into possible. So if you're in need of a breakthrough or you want to go from being a victim to a victor, then this episode is for you. My name is Kiana, and you are now listening to Evolving with Keem. Hello everybody, happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Welcome back or welcome to Evolving with Key. If you know or if you don't know, my name is Kiana and my purpose is to empower you and uplift you and love you back to life while you navigate this sometimes super crazy and unpredictable thing called life that can deal you some super unfair cards as well as to help you heal and grow and gain more self-awareness so that you can become the best version of yourself possible so that you can thrive in love and light in this life so if you've clicked on this episode it is not a coincidence somewhere in this episode is a very special message from god to you it is truly a divine appointment i have such a powerful word that god placed in my heart to share with you and i'm so 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 excited so if you are in need of a breakthrough if you're going through what i like to call a hannah season or you're going through something and you really need a breakthrough this episode is definitely for you do not skip this episode it is for you so i have a bible verse i want to share with you all and it is from first samuel chapter 1 verse 10 and today we're going to be talking about hannah so it says in her deep anguish hannah prayed to the lord weeping bitterly now i don't know about some of y'all but i have definitely wept bitter and deep anguish to the lord and i'm willing to bet my entire life on it that y'all have too but just like god did for hannah god has turned my pain into joy God literally met Hannah in the middle of her mess, just like he has met me in the middle of my mess. But today, I want to tell you about Hannah. So let me tell you all about Hannah. So I want to tell you all about Hannah and how Hannah went from being a victim to a victory because that is today's theme. Going from a victim to a victor. So see, like many of us, Hannah faced great adversity. Hannah was married to her husband, Elkanah. Uh, she was childless and assumed barren. And I like to say assumed, which you'll find out why later. But she was assumed barren. However, her husband uh, had another wife. It was only two of them. It was just Hannah and her husband's other wife. Her name was Paniah. Um, the other wife, Paniah, was able to have children, which she did. She had many. So not only was Hannah barren, assumed to be barren, which was definitely taboo at those times because, you know, if you can't have a kid, then girl, what are you doing? So it was definitely taboo. And not only was she forced to watch her husband's other wife birth children, which is something that, you know, she couldn't do herself, Panaya taunted Hannah daily about it. Panaya did not let Hannah forget that she could not have kids. Panaya teased her so much, she teased her into anger, and it was so spiteful towards Hannah. Now, some might say that Panaya was this way because she felt that their husband's wife, um, that her husband's favorite wife was Hannah. But it could have been that Elkanah just had sympathy for Hannah because Panaya treated her so bad, and Panaya would provoke and taunt Hannah until she wept and would not eat. 
So Hannah experienced deep, traumatic, and unspeakable, almost unbearable pain at the hand of Paniah. So how many of y'all, just like Hannah, have experienced a deep, traumatic, and unspeakable pain at the hands of somebody else? See, Hannah got to the point, and she, she reached this point where Hannah was fed up. She decided that she was no longer going to stay in a place of weariness and pain and her sadness that she had been in so long. Hannah went down to the temple and she got in the presence of God all by herself. And she stood up to the Lord and she wept bitterly and deep anguish hannah threw herself onto the ground and she poured out her entire soul to the lord how many of you have ever had to go throw yourself on the ground and you've had to beg god to take the pain away because it just hurts too much how many of you have cried out to the lord and begged him to bring tomorrow because today is just too much have you ever wept at the feet of god and been so broke down and in so much pain that you couldn't even open your mouth and if if you did no words came out have you ever had you a hannah moment where you wept bitterly to the lord in deep anguish and sorrow and depression and anger and fear have you ever had to weep bitterly to the lord has god ever had to pick you up and carry you through has God ever had to come pick you up and carry you through tomorrow because it just became too unbearable? But see, while Hannah was in her deep prayer and when Hannah was pouring out into her soul, she was pouring her soul out into God so ferociously that her husband, her husband entered the temple and he was basically like, girl, Hannah, what are you doing? Girl, Hannah, are you drunk? He asked Hannah, was she drunk? And, she t- and he told her to sober up. And she told him, I am not drunk. I am desperate. I am pouring out my troubles to God because I am so miserable. Have you ever had to just break down to God because you are just so miserable? Everything just sucks. Life sucks. You've been praying and praying and praying and praying. You've been fasting. You go to church. You sit in the front row. You go to birth ser- You go to birth services. You even go to the Spanish and even to the deaf service. You do everything right. You're loving light, but nothing is going how you want it to be. You've been waiting for the same prayer to be answered for the last 20 years, and nothing. There's just no breakthrough. Have you ever had one of these moments where you are just miserable? But in the moment that Hannah began to desperately pour her heart out to the Lord, in the moment that in deep anguish she wept bitterly to the Lord, it was in that moment that God began to shift things around for Hannah. There was a shift in the supernatural. It's something about getting down and breaking down to God and weeping in deep anguish to God, weeping in depression, weeping in fear, weeping in sorrow and miserableness. It's something about breaking down like that that causes there to be a shift in the supernatural. So while Hannah was doing these things, when Hannah went to a place to God in secret and in private, and when she allowed herself to be vulnerable to God, when she poured out to God, not thinking about what she was saying, not thinking about how she looked. When she allowed herself to be so raw and vulnerable to God, there was a shift that took place. God began to shift things for Hannah. Hannah was vulnerable with God. Hannah was honest with God. Hannah gave all her troubles to God, and God heard Hannah. He saw Hannah. 
So just like God seen and heard Hannah, God sees you and he hears you. So when you go to God and you are weeping bitterly, when you're weeping in anguish, when you're weeping in pain, when you're weeping in heartbreak, when you're weeping in sorrow, when you're weeping in depression, when you are go to God and you are casting out all your troubles unto him, he sees, he sees you. He hears you. And you may not feel the shift. You might not see the shift today. You might not see it tomorrow. You might not see it a year from now. But I promise you there's a shift taking place in the supernatural. There's a God is moving. You might not be able to see it though, but there's a shift that's happening. Okay? So after laying it all out to God, the next day, Hannah and Elkanah returned home. They laid together, and God answered Hannah's prayers. Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to not only a baby, but she gave birth to a boy, which that was even a bigger deal. This woman went from being assumed to be barren. People probably walking around talking about her, talking about how she can't have kids, and she's going having to be taunted by her sister wife, Panaya, watching Panaya have kids and watching her husband raise Panaya's kids so not only did she go from that and she had a baby she had a son and her son she named him Samuel which means God has heard so the moment that Hannah gave birth to Samuel she became a victor she was no longer a victim she was no longer a victim to Panaya she was no longer a victim to what people were saying about her she was no longer a victim to to, to Panaya's taunting and her bullying and what Panaya was going around saying about her and was doing to her she was no longer a victim to being barren or feeling less than she was a victor she was a victorious Hannah gave birth to Samuel, who was pivotal in Israel history. She gave birth to a prophet, a seer, and the greatest judge of Israel, okay? Miss Girl was winning, okay? The moment that she pushed out Samuel, she pushed out greatness that forever changed the history of Israel and mankind. So Hannah was winning. Paniah did not think that that was going to happen. Paniah was not expecting Hannah to become a, vict a victor. So Hannah was a victim that became a victor. Not only did God give Hannah her greatest desire in her heart to become a mother, not only did God release Hannah from her shame, just like he'll do you, and her embarrassment of being barren, just like he'll release you from your embarrassment of whatever you're embarrassed about, he paid her back tenfold. Because in addition to Samuel, Hannah went on to have not one more child, not two more children, not three, not four, but five more kids. She had five more kids. She went from being barren to you can't have a baby, you can't have kids, to being a mother of six. She had six kids because she trusted in God. She trusted in God's word. She trusted that if I just go break down my soul to God, if I just tell him how I feel, if I just go be vulnerable to God, if I just go into secret, into private with God, if I just go meet God, then he will meet me halfway. She trusted God. That if God promised her and God put it a desire in her to heart, if God had her desiring to be a mother, that he was going to bless her with it. So not only did God do all these things for her, he gave her five kids. She went from barren to being a mother of six. So look at God. Not only did God keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on blessing Hannah. He spent the block for Hannah, okay? God said he's going to go through the block and he's going to keep on spinning till he clears it out, okay? Paniah mocked Hannah because she was barren. And God blessed Hannah's womb to be fruitful and multiply. And we know that God don't play by his kids. 
God says, touch not my anointed. He says that vengeance is mine. So you better be careful what you do to God's kids. Because God does not play when you hurt his children. God punished Paniah. Hannah gave birth to one child. Paniah buried two of her children. Hannah would give birth to four children. And Paniah would bury eight children. So just like God spent the block and he spent the block until he literally cleared the block for Hannah. God will spend the block for you. So the moral of what I'm saying is that people might hurt you. People might be spiteful. People might be ugly towards you. They might slander you. They might hurt, they might do you wrong. They might tell your business. They might make up lies about you. They might gossip about you. They might spill what they think is tea. But you just watch how God... Watch how God will move for you and watch what God will do for you when you take it to the throne and not the phone. When you give it to God and put it in his hands and not leave it and try to take care of it in your hands. Give it all to God. Go have you a hand a moment and weep bitterly in anguish to the Lord. And you just watch how quickly God will move for you because there's going to be a shift that takes place when you do that. God will make you a victor if you let him. There has to come a time where you get sick and tired and sick and tired and sick and tired of being hurt, mistreated, lied to, lied on, gossip about, slandered on, slandered about, cheated on, done wrong, being miserable, or simply just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And there's got to come a time where you have you a hand a moment. Or you might have to be like me and have a couple of hand moments. You might have to have a hand a moment every day. But every time you do, there's a shift that's taking place see i think that there's so much gratitude to gain when you meet god in a way that hannah met god i don't think that you really can understand how powerful it is to weep bitterly to god until you have an encounter with god like hannah had an encounter with god there's a shift that's going to take place if you just go to god and you pour out your heart and you pour out your frustrations with god so Hannah went to God with raw emotions. She felt hurt, defeated, and less than and ashamed. Just like feelings that you and I have, we all feel hurt, defeated, and less than and ashamed. But see, Hannah wept out her heart to God. She put it all to God and she gave it all to God. She put it all out there. She just laid it out all out on the table. So I believe that having a Hannah moment with God produces breakthroughs. Not only does it increase your faith in God, but it produces breakthrough because if you can go to God and if you can go be vulnerable, if you can go pour your heart out to him, sometimes the problem is that we have too much pride and we don't want to go take our problems to God. We want to fix them ourselves. Sometimes we don't want to let God intervene. We'd rather figure it out on our own. We'd rather move on our own behalf than let God move on our own behalf. Sometimes the problem is we haven't took it to God because we keep trying to fix it. Sometimes the problem is God hasn't fixed it. We haven't had our breakthrough because we're not even taking it to God so he can fix it. We're trying to fix it using things in this world. We're trying to fill voids. We're trying to give ourselves fake happiness and temporary happiness. We're trying to give ourselves temporary and fake peace that God can't even give us our breakthrough that we need. God can't make us feel better. God can't fix the situation because we haven't taken it to him. We haven't went to 
to go, we bitterly to him. We call our friends on the phone, we weep bitterly to them. We call our moms, we weep bitterly to our moms. We go to whoever and we weep bitterly to them. We go on Instagram and on Facebook and we weep on Facebook, but we have never weeped to God. So you haven't got your breakthrough because you haven't went to God. And maybe you've went to God. Maybe you've been going to God. Maybe you've been casting out all your fears. Maybe you've been doing everything right. Maybe you've been having a Hannah moment after a Hannah moment after a Hannah moment, but you're still not seeing anything. But don't worry because there's a shift. Every time you do it, like I said, there's a shift that's taking place. God is moving. God is moving behind the scenes. There's a shift that's taking place. That's why it says that it increases and produces faith. Having that Hannah moment with God, not only does it produce a breakthrough, it is producing faith. Sometimes you have to put your pride aside and you have to go have that Hannah moment in order to truly see the manifestation of God in your life. You have to just really lay down to your own self and accept that God is bigger than me and trust in him. And when he sees that you can fully be dependent on him, because see, sometimes that's a problem. Sometimes you haven't had your breakthrough because you have not been fully dependent on God. Sometimes you may be a fourth of dependent on God. You might be a little bit, mm, yeah, God, I trust you, but mm, I'm still trying to do it my way. Yeah, God, I trust you, but mm, I don't know, not all the way. You haven't been fully dependent on God, so sometimes that could be why you haven't had a breakthrough. Because God will turn beauty for ashes, tears to joy, and pain to peace. God will deliver you from whatever you're facing in your life. Hannah was barren and she was struggling with the fact that she would never become a mother and produce children. Which at that time, that was a huge deal. Because what meaning did you really have as a woman if you couldn't produce children at that time? Hannah was struggling with this internal turmoil that I'll never be a mom. I'm less than everyone else has kids. Panaya has kids. She never lets me live it down. Hannah is struggling in anguish and it's Hannah is miserable. Her mind is her worst place. She is struggling internally and externally with the fact that she can't produce children. Everybody counted Hannah out. Everybody did. I'm sure the people was going around talking about Hannah. Paniah counted Hannah. Even Elkanah counted Hannah out. Even Elkanah loved his wife, but he just didn't. He still didn't think that Hannah was ever going to be able to have a child. They slept on Hannah because Hannah was seen as less than because she couldn't have babies. Elkanah didn't believe that Hannah was ever going to have a baby. Just like the people that's close around you don't believe that you're going to ever become what you want to become. Just like the people around you, they don't believe in what you're going to become and what God has in store for you. They don't believe it. They don't. They can't see the vision. Elkanah didn't see the vision, but Hannah saw the vision because she trusted God. Just like when everybody was sleeping on Hannah, Hannah believed in her God, and she believed that the same God that you and I serve, the one, the only, the true God, that God was bigger than what her situation looked like. God was bigger than what Paniah was saying about her. God was bigger than her pain. God was bigger than her misery. God was bigger than what the people in town were saying about her. God was bigger than being barren. She trusted in God and had faith that God would make a way even when it looked like there was no way. How many of you can sit here and honestly say that you trust God even when it looks like there is no way? You have to have a faith that is supernatural and that is so strong to trust God when the impossible. Can you trust God with the impossible? That's how strong your faith needs to be. If you want a breakthrough, you're going to have to trust God in the impossible. You're going to have to believe the possible in the impossible. 
You gotta have to believe in God. You gotta have to believe that He's bigger than what it looks like. You gotta have to believe that He's bigger than what people are saying about you. You gotta have to trust in Him. When I was a child, I'm gonna tell you about my mother really quickly. When I was a child, my mother got really, really ill. The doctors could not find out what was wrong with her. And after some time, she found out that she had multiple sclerosis. She had lost some of her motor skill availability. Um, they said that she might not ever walk again and she'd be in a wheelchair. They said she was going to be handicapped. She wouldn't, they said she wouldn't be able to have any more children. And the doctor said that it's just no way. But God said, God said, for I know the plans I have declared for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, and plans to give you hope in the future. So if it's somebody that needs to hear this, God knows the plans he has for you. He has plans to prosper you, and he has plans not to harm you. He has plans to give you hope in the future. Now back to my mother. The doctor said all these things, how she was going to be handicapped, how she can't have any more children, how she was going to be in the wheelchair. She had lost so much of her motor skill availability. But four years later, she still has MS. She still has her sickness in her body. You know, she still has multiple sclerosis to this day. But four years later, after being told that she was never going to be able to walk in, that she was going to be in the wheelchair, she was going to be handicapped, she ran a 5K. They said she was never going to walk again. They said she couldn't walk. They said she was going to be handicapped. But four years later, she ran a 5K. They said she couldn't have a baby. But two years later, after those four years, she had a baby. They said she couldn't do that either. 18 months after that, she had a baby again. They said she couldn't even have another child. So when my mother fell ill, everybody, and I mean everybody, except for the people that was in our house, which was this little eight-year-old me and my dad, left her high and dry. Everybody left her high and dry. Just like I'm sure everybody left Hannah high and dry when they seen, oh, this girl can't have kids. We don't want to hang out with her. She can't have kids. Everyone left my mom high and dry. And my mother was truly a victim, but now she's a victim because she did not allow what other people said about her or what her situation looked like to become a reality. She didn't allow the situation to define her. It's 12 years later now, and my mother is thriving, and she is fully functioning, motor skills and all. She's healthy, vibrant. She has a master's degree in social work. She can walk. She ain't handicapped. She ain't in a wheelchair. She's not on a cane. She don't need no help. She is thriving. But my mother prayed. She sought God. She leaned not on her own understanding. She trusted the Lord with all her heart. She survived and she overcame because she trusted in the Lord with all her heart. She trusted the the plans the Lord had for her. She trusted that God knew the plans that he had declared for her. She trusted that God planned to prosper her and not to harm her. She, She had a hand in moment. She trusted that God was bigger and better. She trusted that God will make the impossible possible and she defied all odds because she knew that god was within her and that she could not fail so god is in you and you cannot fail even when it looks impossible even when it looks hard you cannot fail because god is within you you cannot fail nothing is impossible hannah trusted god in the impossible they said she was not gonna have kids they talked about her hannah thought she was barren she prayed and prayed many many years and she whipped and wept and wept and she still couldn't have a baby then one day she did because she still trusted god she still had faith that the impossible was gonna become possible 
So even when it looks like there is no way, still trust in God. Be bold. Be courageous knowing that God is making the impossible possible. Knowing that today you may be a victim, but tomorrow you're going to be a victor. And if you are in your Hannah season or you feel like there's no way in this situation, you feel like there's no way that this situation is going to turn around. You feel like there's no way I'm going to get my breakthrough. I've been fasting. I've been praying. I'm tired. Pray harder. Pray harder. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to stop praying. You're almost there. It's so close. Keep praying. Don't stop. Keep praying. Keep doing what you got to do. Keep fasting. Do whatever it takes. Keep on persevering. Keep going forward. If you feel like there's no way that it's going to turn around, know that Jehovah Shammah, God is there. If you're in a season and you're lacking something, know Jehovah Jireh, God provides. If you're hurting or you need healing, know Jehovah Rophe, God heals. God heals. Not only does he heal, he restores. Okay? God restores. Not only does he restores, he redeems. He redeems. God is your redeemer. He's your restorer. Okay? God is going to make a way for you. And if you need peace, know that Jehovah Shalom, God is peace, okay? So God loves you. He sees you. He hears you. God is going to turn you from being a victim to a victor. So walk in it. Walk in victory. Even when you feel defeated. Even when you feel like there's no way. Have faith that God is going to turn around today and bless tomorrow. So I pray that as you go forth in your day today. That you remember that you are victorious. Not only are you victorious. You are still fearfully and you're wonderfully made. But you remember that you don't have to be a victim to anything nor anybody. You don't have to be anybody's victim. Because in Christ you are free. And in him you are a what a new thing. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. So I thank you all for listening to my podcast. I hope that this word for today has touched somebody. Um, please do not forget to check me out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and come back here every Wednesday for a new episode. Also, if you ever need prayer or you ever need any help with anything, I'm always just one message away and it would be nothing but my most absolute pleasure and joy to be of service to you. So I pray that God blesses you all exceedingly and abundantly. And don't forget that you are victorious hey you thanks for listening don't forget to check out at evolving with key on facebook instagram and twitter